It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb. On today's episode of the pod, a little bit of Orioles news at the front here, and then we are going to continue a look into uh, the minor league signings that the Orioles are making. They actually made official four minor league signings back on Monday, and uh, we're going to talk about one of them today. That is Claudio Custodio, the uh, 30-year-old right-handed pitcher converted infielder who will join the Orioles system. Now, Custodio, you know, definitely a little bit older, and then he still hasn't made his major league debut, uh, but we're going to break down his career in the minors, long career in the minors so far since 2010, uh, and then after the break, we're going to talk with Chris Harris. He is the play-by-play voice of the Mississippi Braves, the AA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. That is where Custodio spent uh, most of his 2019 minor league season and really put up the best numbers of his minor league career um, out of the Mississippi Braves bullpen in 2019. So we'll talk to Chris coming up after the break. Uh, but first, a little bit of Orioles news here on the pod. Uh, as the Orioles did make those four minor league signings official. Now, we've talked about two of them already. Fernando Abad, the left-handed pitcher. Um, if you want to go back into the archives, uh, go back on Friday, December 18th. It's episode 197. We talked about Fernando Abad and his long major league career so far. Uh, they also made a signing of the right-hander Connor Green, the hard thrower who has uh, made it to AAA multiple times, but has never cracked the big leagues. Go back to last Wednesday's episode, December 16th. Uh, we talk about Connor Green with Benjamin Kelly, who has called some of his games in the minors in the past. See if he can uh, make it to the bigs with the Orioles. They also made a, a pretty interesting signing. Actually, out of the four, what I think is the most interesting, uh, Nick Chufo is a catcher who was a first-round pick of the Rays back in 2013. And the Rays last year uh, finally gave up on Chufo. He had he had, had two different stints, uh, well, well, multiple different stints, but he had been in the big leagues uh, a little bit for the Rays uh, in 2018 uh, and, and 2019 as well. Um, but, you know, it never really caught on and, and was never more than a, than a third catcher on the 40-man roster, really, for Tampa. Uh, and he was a big-time prospect, you know, taken in the first round, um, he is a really interesting guy. He was signed to play baseball at the University of South Carolina at age 14. That's how good he was and well-known in the state of South Carolina. 
um, and he grew up around the College of Charleston baseball program where his dad uh, worked in the athletic department there and, and was an announcer there as well. Um, and, and he got to know some some guys around that Charleston program. He was actually ready to call it quits. He had a job lined up with the College of Charleston to work with their baseball program. Uh, but it was actually the Rangers who gave Chufo a shot in spring training last year. He hit the ball well in spring training, and there were thoughts that he might make it onto the opening day roster for the Rangers last year. But, of course, the shutdown came, uh, and you know he was in summer camp uh, with Texas but never made it to the big league roster. Uh, but apparently, you know, he's always been a defense first and, and not really had much of a bat. Apparently the swing is much improved. So we'll see if he can compete uh, for a catcher role with the Orioles. But uh, we will talk about Nick Chufo a lot more in depth on one of next week's episodes. Uh, so look forward to that. But the final of the four minor league signings was the right-handed pitcher Claudio Custodio. And that's who we're going to focus on today. Custodio, 30-year-old right-hander, just turned 30 in October, a native of the Dominican Republic, 5'10", just about 160 pounds, not a big guy whatsoever. But it makes a little more sense uh, that he's built like that when you realize uh, for the first seven years of his minor league career, he was a position player. I mean, really the the first six years mostly, he was a position player. He was an international signing of the Yankees, started his bigger, his professional career, excuse me, in 2010 at age 19 um, in the Dominican Summer League with the Yankees. And he was a hitter. And he wasn't great in 2010. But he actually had a really good 2011 in the Yankees Gulf Coast League team. Uh, he hit 325 in 39 games. So the Yankees thought they had something. Sent him to the New York Penn League with Staten Island in 2012. Put up some some solid numbers. And in 2013, he got his taste of full season ball. He went to the Charleston River Dogs uh, in low A ball. And, uh, you know, he, he was okay. He was a good defender, an okay bat uh, for the Yankees. So they continue to move him up. 2014, he went to high A Tampa uh, in the Yankees system. And that is when the offensive struggles really started um, in 2014 in high A Tampa. Uh, he stuck there in 2015 at age 24, and he really had a dismal offensive season. First 20 games, he hit 162. Um, and, you know, then they decided in that 2015 season – you know what? Let's put you on the mound, see what you can do. So after really struggling uh, as a hitter, they sent him down to the Gulf Coast League in 2015. He, he hadn't been there in, in four years and worked him out of the bullpen. And he threw 22 and two-thirds innings to a 6.75 ERA. But they said, you know what? We've got something there. So in 2016, they sent him up to full season ball to see how he worked out as a pitcher. He pitched in a short season and in low A. And combined, you know, he threw 47 innings, and the ERA was 2.89. I think that's when the Yankees realized, you know what, he is a pitching prospect and not a hitting prospect. Unfortunately for him, he got injured. Uh, He missed the entirety of the 2017 season, and, you know, he was released by the Yankees. But the Blue Jays took a shot at him, brought him in for 2018, Uh, and... They sent him to single-A Lansing. He had a 2.66 ERA in 20 innings out of the bullpen. They said, all right, high A Dundin, you go. Uh, 3.71 ERA in 17 innings there. And uh, they just really wanted to see what they had out of the 27-year-old. So they sent him to triple-A at the very end of the 2018 season. He pitched 10 innings out of the bullpen in triple-A. He allowed five runs, eight Ks, four walks at the end of that season. 
Um, but it was not enough to keep him around in the Blue Jays organization. He was not re-signed. And then the Braves signed him to a minor league deal in 2019. Uh, they sent him to low A Rome. He pitched four innings over two games, was untouchable. And I think they realized the 28-year-old need to move up. So he skipped a level, went back to double A uh, in Mississippi. It's actually interesting. You know, he never had pitched in double A, never hit in double A either until 2019. He straight up skipped double A with, with the Blue Jays and went to triple A. Uh, but, but in double A Mississippi, 31 appearances. He made six spot starts for the Mississippi Braves as well. He threw 79 and a third innings and had a 2.61 ERA in double A in 2019. In those 79 and a third innings, he allowed 60 hits, 23 runs, struck out 67 batters, walked 23, and allowed just two long balls on the season. So that is uh, where he sits right now. He's pitched uh, multiple winters in the Dominican Winter League, including the last two winters with Astralis, and uh, he is with them right now. Uh, down in the Dominican, and so far in this Dominican Winter League season, he's pitched in three games, three and two-thirds, scoreless innings out of the bullpen. And uh, the Orioles just signed him to a minor league deal, and uh, the thought will be, you know, at 30 years old, he's had a little bit of time in AAA. He'll probably start the season at AAA Norfolk uh, next year, won't be on the 40-man roster, but we'll get a shot to, to finally crack through to the big leagues, but we wanted to really find out, you know, what kind of stuff he has, you know, how he looked in his transition from a hitter to a pitcher and, and what kind of pitcher he is now. Cause he's not big in stature, just five ten, about 160 pounds. Uh, but he does have a live arm coming from the right side. So coming up after the break, Chris Harris is going to join us. He is the play-by-play voice of the Mississippi Braves, the double a affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. And of course, Chris saw Claudio Custodio pitch, in the entirety of that 2019 season in AA when he put up the great numbers and the 2.61 ERA. So Chris joins us after the break to talk about Claudio Custodio. So it's not baseball season at the moment, but it is football season. College football right now is right into the start of its bowl season. And uh, some big matchups happening this week. Also the NFL regular season finishing up soon, just two weeks to go. Uh, with the playoff picture becoming clear. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Now you're looking at placing some wagers this week. How about today here on a Wednesday? Two college football bowl games going on. Uh, you got all of them between some group of five teams. Georgia Southern and that uh, you know modified triple option offense is taking on Louisiana Tech. Uh, the line, Georgia Southern minus six and a half, if you want to take a look at that. And then later tonight, we've got FAU and Memphis. Um, looking at the over-under at 52.5 points there. FAU, Willie Taggart, seems had a lot of trouble scoring points at times this season. So you may want to look at that over-under, 52 and a half. But do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's at betonline.ag. One more time, betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is also brought to you by 
Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar, even more delicious than it was before. With the six new flavors, including Apple Almond Crisp and Caramel Brownie, they still got the 12 OG flavors as well, including Double Chocolate, German Chocolate, Toffee Almond, and others. Built Bars are healthy. That's the big thing. They're delicious, but they're also healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber. Just take a look at the cookies and cream bar. It's got 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar. You can enjoy cookies and cream and know that you're eating something healthy as well. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so we are joined by Chris Harris here on the podcast. He is the director of broadcasting for the Mississippi Braves, the AA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. And Chris, first of all, thanks for joining the pod. Hey, man, appreciate it, and uh, hope everybody's having a, a nice off-season in Orioles land. Well, we have you on because, you know, f- frankly, over here in, in Baltimore, we, we knew the Orioles wouldn't have a, a busy off-season in terms of acquiring players. Uh, so any minor league signing they make, we're going to talk about it. And uh, <laughs> they're bringing in the right-hander Claudio Custodio on a minor league deal, one of four minor league deals the Orioles gave out uh, this week. But we wanted to talk about, Claudio especially because he's a little bit older and and a little more of an interesting story but he was in Mississippi uh, with you in in double a in 2019 and he put up some some pretty good numbers and and really you know you look through his pitching stats probably his best minor league season so I know that's the only year you saw him but but what did he make work in, in 2019 yeah, I mean, first of all, I may talk like in, in that he sounds like Shohei Otani. I'm telling you, he's not. Now, according to me, I'll, I'll probably describe him like that. But no, for, for Claudio, he was a guy we didn't know, you know, a whole lot about. Um, you know, when he was signed, you know, we knew he was a former infielder with the Yankees. Um, you know, I just converted to being a pitcher in 2016. Um, just kind of a place filler guy. The Braves signed him in February of 2019. They, they put him in the lower levels of the minor leagues. And, uh, you know, eventually uh, early in the season, he gets a call up from low A Rome. It's, it's a little bit odd to see a you know, 27, 28 year old guy, you know, in low A, but, you know, I always had heard, at least in the days prior to us knowing he was coming to join us, that he was a, a veteran presence and, and kind of a leader on that roster. And, uh, you know, when we got him, you know, obviously he was just going to be that, you know, filler in the rotation. We had just uh, lost at that time. I think it was Mike Mater in the trade to the to the Marlins. Um, so just kind of a place filler in our bullpen. But, you know, there was a lot of kind of holes in, in, in his history. And uh, obviously you, you see a lot of minor league pitchers that, you know, begin as position players that turn out to be pitchers. Most of them are pretty big guys. I mean, you see some that are smaller. Um, your corner infielders, your third baseman, your outfielders, uh, not necessarily a second baseman. So that, that kind of was intriguing to me. And, you know, having not really known a whole lot about him, there wasn't really any scouting reports out on him as a pitcher. Um, first time he comes into a ball game, you know, it's, it's in May and um, he's basically just coming there for mop-up duties. And one of the things that, that I, I've had the advantage of is having TrackMan data in the booth with me. And, you know, his first pitch, you know, it's kind of a nonchalant. I mean, get, this guy is like six foot 150, 
I mean, well, 5'11", 150. I mean, barely soaking wet. And I'm thinking this guy's going to come in, throw mid to high 80s, you know, fill some time. His first pitch was like 94.6. What in the world? It's like, hold who is this guy? And then he ends up, I think, striking out the side or he struck out two of the first three batters that he faced. And it was just kind of like, holy, like, who is this guy? And, um, you know, obviously not all of his outings were like that, but here's a kid that just could consistently throw 94 to 96, hitting 97, 98 at times. Um, you know, when, when a player makes that move from a position player to a pitcher, you don't oftentimes see them, you know, even eager to grab a bat or to do anything else. But, you know, here was a guy who basically, you know, begged for opportunities to get in the game, even when he wasn't pitching. Um, you know, he wanted to be a pinch runner. He was taking time between his, you know, pitching stuff to, to work on base running. You know, here's a guy who's out there with the guys, you know, working on taking leads and getting jumps. And, of course, I think one of his years with the Yankees, he was like third in the organization in stolen bases. He had some, you know, 20-plus stolen base years. So he's a pretty fast guy. But, you know, he's 27, 28, not as old, not as young as he used to be. Um, so our manager, uh, Chris Maloney, would throw him into, you know, some situations where he would pinch run. And, of course, you, you get a relief pitcher in there to pinch run. You know, maybe he's faster than the, the first baseman or the third baseman or whomever catcher that he's pinch running for. But I, I remember his first time pinch running was in a um, was in an extra inning game. And, of course, minor league extra inning games were like major league extra inning games this year where, you know, you put the runner at second base. So they put him out there at second base. And immediately he steals third. And I mean, obviously the, the, the team we were playing, I don't remember who we were playing, but um, you're not expecting a, you know, a stolen base from a relief pitcher, but he stole it fairly easily. Ends up scoring a, a run on a ground out and we won that game. So he scores the game winning run. So all of a sudden, you know, okay, this, this kid, when he gets on the bases, you better, you better watch out. So the next time he comes out there to pinch run in a game, steals second, like on the second pitch. And I mean, it's just an incredible jump. The dude is fast and it's, it's legitimate stuff. So he ends up stealing. Uh, I don't even remember for sure. I think it was three bases for us um, as a, as a relief pitcher and just uh, was able to, um, you know, start some games where we needed that, you know, spot starter for a, a game two of a double header or, or something like that late in the year, but really just doing everything he was asked to do. I think in this day and age, especially with, with young players, it's nice to have someone who you know, doesn't really care what his role is. He just wants to help the team. And, you know, obviously I think his goal is to get to the major leagues. And I would, I would say he's got a, a, a chance, even at 30 years old now, to, to get to the major leagues. Um, but it's also important, and one thing in, in the 13, 14 years I've been, you know, with minor league baseball with different teams is having a guy, especially a Latin guy, who can be a leader for the younger Latin players. And every time I would, I would go through the clubhouse delivering stuff or whatnot, you know, I'd see him around the younger players. If you're a prospect person, I always remember he would be around William Contreras, uh, Christian Pache, um, some of the younger pitchers on the staff. Uh, uh, we had uh, Waskar Inoa, who ended up getting the bigger league, big, uh, getting the big leagues last year. So, you know, you could tell here's a, here's a guy who is not better than anyone, just down to earth, 
you know, I would go to him just to, uh, to ask things, you know, he would do interviews. Um, so just a super nice guy, a leader. And then he was affecting our ball club. So that's why I've always kind of maintained. He's one of my favorite players I've ever had just because, you know, he surprised me number one with, with, you know, a 94.6 mile an hour fastball, his first pitch at 5'11", 150. Former infielder for the Yankees. I was cast off, spent some time with the Blue Jays. He's pinch running and stealing bases and lightning fast. And, you know, he's an outstanding clubhouse guy. So that's that's why I really enjoyed him last year. And and and, and I'm, I'm happy he landed with the O's. And, you know, whether he gets to the big leagues or not, he's going to have an impact on that farm system in a good way, good positive way, just because of some of the experiences that he's had and uh, and help some of those clubs, you know, maybe win some games. Yeah, it's, it's all great stuff you want, obviously, in a guy in your organization, and especially a guy who's going to be older than most of the guys he's playing with, obviously, mm-hmm. at 30 years old in AA to have those leadership qualities. But, you know, and, and it wasn't just that for him, though. You know, he throws 79 innings, and he posts a 2-6-1 ERA, and, I mean, he was effective at the AA level. And, you, you know, you mentioned some some guys who are now in the big leagues who were on that Braves team. I'm sure he faced a lot of prospects who have either gotten to the big leagues or gotten pretty close at this point. So, you know, you mentioned a, a mid nineties fastball and, and he is a converted infielder. So what else do, does he have in his arsenal and, and, you know, how does it all kind of play out, you know, seeing a former infielder on the mound in terms of, you know, the ease of his delivery and the mechanics and, and the things like that. Right. And, and he, you know, there were times where you, you could kind of tell, you know, he's a former infielder because he was more of a throw than a, than a pitch. But, um, of course, it's been nearly two years since I've seen him. So he could have added a two-seam fastball and a, you know, knuckle curve for all I know. But he was throwing a slider and a change to go along with it. And um, you could tell that, you know, when he made his starts or had a long outing that second time around in the batting order, they had a little more of an idea what to expect. His slider was flat a lot of the time. He got hit a lot of the time. Um, but he threw strikes. I think that's the best way to describe him is, uh, you know, a guy who just threw strikes. Um, you know, that's what you want from a pitcher at this level. Um, because I mean, most, most guys, when they get to the double A level, they've got a, a solid fastball, maybe a pretty solid secondary pitch, but a lot of times you just don't know where it's going to go. Um, and for him, when he would come into a game, you knew he wasn't going to walk guys. And um, he was going to give you a chance, at least for the opposing team, to put the ball in play. So that was the thing I remember most about his stuff. Um, I think, um, you know, as far as just a visual look, he just threw an easy 94. Um, You know, it was – you see a lot of these smaller guys with that, you know, torque delivery. He was a very, uh, you know, very – kept everything compact delivery, uh, especially being as small as he was. you know, it was, it was neat to see. And, you know, something you mentioned was, you know, you could, from what you saw in that 2019 season, you could see him still get into the big leagues, even though he's, you know, turned 30 in October. And obviously for him, you know, it's a better chance with the Orioles organization than it was with Atlantis to, to get to the big leagues. I mean, plain and simple, he's going to have a, a quicker and easier path uh, with a rebuilding squad. So from what you saw from him, I mean, I know he was mostly in a relief role and, and that's probably what he's going to be in you know, where do you think he could fit on a big league ball club? And, and is there one kind of, you know, trait to him on the mound, either one pitch or, or one thing he does that, that could elevate him to getting a chance with the Orioles here this year? 
You know, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I never saw him hit enough to really judge how good of a, a you know, I don't, I don't think a, a possibility of him being a um, two-way player is, is, I think you can kind of toss that out the window. I don't think that's really possible for him, but, you know, to have a, um, you know, he's not going to be your, your front end of the bullpen guy, but someone who can come in and just eat innings. I mean, every, every bullpen needs that. And, um, you know, who knows what, what kind of rule changes we might have, uh, you know, during this off season, whatnot, you have to come in, you have to face three hitters now, you know, the differential for him with righties and lefties was not, you know, that much different. So, you know, he's someone who can come into uh, a game and give you some innings, you know, that long relief. Um, so I, you know, I'm not expecting him to come in and be, uh, you know, someone who's going to change the, the the bullpen for for the Orioles or for any team. But you know, can he be a, an important role? And then and then obviously, you know, I'm assuming nothing's changed, and he'll want to impact the game in several ways. So you know, if you don't have that 26th man, um, you know, you at least got someone who can uh, you know can can be a very very valuable you know pinch runner late in the game or. Uh, or whatnot. So I think he, he serves, you know, as being a valuable player. And, you know, a lot depends on, you know, what he's done over the past year. You know, he's playing in the Dominican uh, Winter League again this year. And um, I'm sure the O's are, are keeping a close eye on what he's doing. But if he hasn't changed, then then he'll he'll want to, you know, take on whatever role that he's, he's given. And um, yeah, I can see him being just an innings eater, possibly in the bullpen. And, uh, and, and being that that pinch runner because I mean the guy is legitimately fast. He, he's he was probably I mean counting on you know Christian Pache, Drew Waters we had on our team last year, two super fast guys in the outfield. Uh, he was our fastest guy, and they would legitimately say that. I mean, you know, there was no doubt who the fastest player on our team was 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 Claudio Custodio, and and I, I would love to see him like as a as a wide receiver in football. I could just see him like being on the outside, just running down some long, you know, deep out patterns from, from somebody, you know, from Russell Wilson or something. That'd, that'd be fun to watch. Yeah. We'll have to link him up with uh, Lamar Jackson when he gets to Baltimore <laughs> yeah. um, right. and see if they can work that out. But uh two way deal with the, with the Ravens. Right. And, but, but you mentioned, you know, the, the pinch runner and, and listen, even with the 28 man rosters last year, sure. uh, at one point, the Orioles were forced to use a reliever as a pinch runner in a two run game and extra innings. So, you know, if, if they had Claudio in that spot, you know, maybe it's something you can employ on, on the days you're not going to pitch him. Um, and, and even, you know, the versatility there is just going to give him that much more of a chance um, to make it to the big leagues. But Chris, thank you so much uh, for joining us and, and talk about, you know, what you said was, was one of your favorite players on that Mississippi Braves team nice. last year. No and, doubt. Uh, you know, we'll see, I'm sure he'll start at triple a, um, in 2021. And then, uh, you know, we'll kind of see where that goes for him and, and if he can make that big league debut, but, uh, thanks again for coming on the pod. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, he was just one of those guys that, you know, it's your typical fan favorite. I mean, you want that guy who's going to play hard, do everything the right way and, uh, and have a lot of fun doing it. So I love the guy and, and I hope nothing for the best. And Connor, thanks for uh, taking some. I would take him in a race over over Bruce Zimmerman, a former Embrave. You know, but, but enjoy him and uh, and uh, once again, thanks for thanks for having me on. Yeah, Bruce, known more for the mustache, he debuted in his <laughs> no major doubt. league debut this year than the uh, than the speed. So once again, our thanks to Chris Harris, the play by play voice 
of the AA Mississippi Braves for joining us to talk about Claudio Custodio, of course, and uh, his 2019 season with the Mississippi Braves in AA. And, and you know, Custodio, a smaller guy, a converted infielder, he hasn't made it uh, to the big leagues yet, but you know, you, you think about Michael Givens. He was drafted as a shortstop, and he became one of the best Orioles relievers over the last few years, and they flipped him for three solid players uh, over to the Rockies at the deadline last year. So, you know, I, I don't think the Orioles are expecting a Michael Givens out of Claudio Custodio, uh, but he's going to be a guy who, you know, he's 30 years old, and I know he's only pitched five games at AAA, but I would think the Orioles would start him uh, at AAA Norfolk in the bullpen uh, in 2021 if we get a somewhat normal uh, minor league season, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, he will get some guys out and, you know, at age 30, maybe try and crack the uh, big league bullpen with the O's next year, but just another depth move and an interesting guy to put in the system for Mike Elias and the Orioles. But, you know, we continue our, our Orioles coverage here on Locked on Orioles, uh, but if you're uh, interested in, in in some other sports that are going on right now, college basketball, the NBA, uh, started its regular season last night. The NHL starts soon. Of course, college football bowl season, and then obviously uh, the NFL playoffs about to start. And if you're interesting in, uh, you know, putting a putting a wager on some of that stuff, you know, and the holidays are are about giving. So I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. So make sure to subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. So that is Locked On Bets. Uh, You can get it wherever you are listening to the Locked On Orioles podcast right now. And uh, we will be back with you tomorrow here on the pod, uh, final episode of the week. Uh, We're going to be talking about, you know, uh, some Orioles news as it comes. A little Major League Baseball news. You know, some talk of maybe the season not starting until Memorial Day next year. But we'll get to all of that and more on tomorrow's episode. So again, back tomorrow to finish off the week here on the Locked On Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.